when you look at like a Delta, Southwest, United, you're like, oh, okay, these are profitable companies, but they are actually worthless. The companies lose money flying you places. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What is up, Action Academy family? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, bringing you the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps for you to earn freedom in your life and business. Speaking about business today. Holy crap. I'm a nerd. I'm just a nerd. You know, I thought that when you're supposed to retire, you're supposed to go do cool stuff, lay on the beach, uh, hang out. But instead, it is a Thursday night and I have spent an hour and a half, two hours now, diving into the financials of the American airline industry. And I'm mind blown because when you look at like a Delta Southwest United you're like, oh, okay, these are profitable companies, but they are actually worthless. The companies lose money flying you places. And so today, I want to go over how airline companies make money because this is the most interesting thing I've ever heard for some reason. And also, it's a great example about how you can be creative in your business and find a way to create cash flow. Because that's what they're doing. They created a way to create cash flow out of literally thin air. So here's how all this was prompted. In 2020, United Airlines was on the brink of bankruptcy because obviously nobody's flying. There's no revenue from customers in the sky. They needed a loan from the United States government to avoid completely dissolving the business overall. They asked the U.S. government for $5 billion as a loan. So naturally, if you have a loan, you have to provide collateral to be able to get the loan. And they couldn't provide collateral through their business because it was failing and essentially worthless. So what they did was they put up one of their subsidiaries called Mileage Plus Holdings LLC. And what is Mileage Plus Holdings LLC? Their rewards program. It's their frequent flyer program. And I'm looking at their 8K right now, and a Form 8K is what a publicly traded company has to release to the SEC whenever they have a major financial event. So here's what's in the 8K. Multiplying Mileage Plus Holdings 2019 EBITDA by a factor of 12 equates to a Mileage Plus valuation of approximately $21.9 billion. So they use their mileage company, which they own vertically, as their collateral for the loan from the United States government. Why is this important? The market cap for United Airlines, for all their outstanding shares of stock, is $10 billion. So that means that their loyalty program is more than double the valuation of their company. But wait, there's more. Look at this. Delta Airlines has a market cap of $20 billion. Their loyalty program is valued at $26 billion. So 
If you removed Delta Sky Miles, American Advantage Miles, United Miles, if you removed all of these loyalty programs from the market cap, from these companies, United would be worth negative $12 billion. American Airlines would be worth negative $19.5 billion. And Delta would be worth negative $6 billion. So airline companies are worthless besides the rewards programs. Let's get to how they monetize the rewards. The two major sources are credit card companies and car companies. So studies have found that if a car company offers an airline incentive, the customer is more likely to go to said car company as opposed to another one that doesn't offer any incentives or bonuses. So what happens is these car companies will give you their introductory offer like Hertz will say, oh, earn 10,000 sky miles for every thousand dollars spent here. In order for Hertz to offer that, they have to purchase 10,000 Sky Miles from Delta in their holding company. So you as a consumer go and you say, oh, okay, cool. Hertz has got this offer. I'm going to do that because I get some Sky Miles as well. So as soon as you take advantage of that offer, Hertz has to buy the 10,000 Sky Miles from Delta for the average of about one cent per mile. So Delta is doing nothing with a currency that essentially does not exist and is completely controlled by the company. They just made $100 out of thin air without you even redeeming the 10,000 miles. Does that make sense? And now let's move into the credit cards because this is even crazier. This is a consumer travel hackers. What we do is we go and open new credit cards and take advantage of their welcome bonus offers. Say you get 100,000 sky miles for opening up this card. The credit card company wins because they're like, okay, this dude's going to open up the card and then acquire a bunch of interest, and then we make money like that, which we don't let them because if you follow this podcast, we're not about to do that, pay no interest. No, we pay these credit cards off in full every single month and take advantage of the welcome offer because we want to put a middle finger to the establishment, man. So once again, on the back end, the airlines completely shaft the credit card companies, because there are only a couple major airlines, but there's dozens of major credit card companies. So what the airline companies do is they charge two cents per mile to the credit card company to buy that 100,000 miles to give to you. And then in turn, those 100,000 miles are only worth one cent when you redeem them. So the airline companies are arbitraging double their money out of thin air. At the end of the day, it's never about the resources, but it's about the resourcefulness of CEOs, leadership teams, and companies. If you want your company to be one of the ones that last 10, 20, 30 years, generations, you need to be ready, willing, and able to adapt and move with the changing times because none of these airlines thought that COVID was going to completely shut down their industry out of thin air overnight. And in this case, the pivot worked because now these companies are rolling in cash whether we redeem the points or not. So win-win. And I just thought that was infinitely interesting and a pretty cool example about a pivot that was taken that none of us ever even knew about or realized at surface level. So hope you guys enjoyed this quick lesson on aviation economics. And if you tell these random pointless facts to anybody, make sure to tell them that you heard it here first from the Action Academy podcast. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Go kill it. See ya.